Hi guys, thanks for tuning this episode of the McKeegan Times. On this episode, we have an awesome guest. We have three times world karate champion Alyssa Al. Alyssa is the most decorated American karate athlete of all time. Alyssa is the only female athlete in the history of the sport to claim gold medals in two individual events at the same world championship back in 2004. Welcome the karate champion Alyssa, and thank you for coming on my podcast. Thanks for having me, Nick. Welcome. How's it all been going over there? Uh, everything's been going well. I mean, um, you know, despite uh, the challenges we've had these past couple of years uh, with the pandemic, um, things are doing, you know, going as, as well as they can be. Um, life, life is moving on, so we're doing okay. How has the pandemic affected you personally and professionally? Wow. Um, you know, I've gone through waves of emotions and challenges and, and gratitude. Um, in the beginning, you know, not sure what was going on, just staying in place and, and, and isolated from everyone. Um, I had started a job the month before uh, the lockdown. So I'm grateful that I was able to keep my job. I was able to move fully remote. So I've been working remote since then. Uh, this is my home office. Um, and so that's been going really well. On the karate side of things, I was still competing, trying to make it to the Tokyo Olympic Games. And we had our last chance qualifier in Paris that was scheduled for um, May. It was scheduled for, you know, right when the pandemic hit. And so it was it was it was tough. Um, they had to postpone it a year that messed with my training. It messed with my ability to have training partners um, on a consistent basis. So on the athlete side of things, on the competition side of things, there was definitely an effect. But um, on personal and professional side of things, uh, you know, I was able to make the most of it. Fantastic. Um, all right, let's just jump straight into it. Tell me, tell me about your family, your life um, growing up and obviously how the karate journey began for you. Yeah. So I started, I grew up in Hawaii. Um, and when I was five years old, I brought home a flyer, uh, you know, for karate classes and it just happened to be across the street from my house. So my parents, you know, I, I apparently came home very excited to try karate classes and, and my kids, my, my parents said, okay, fine. Well, you know, it's what she wants to do. So I started at the local YMCA. It just so happened that this local YMCA was home to a premier karate school in in Hawaii, if not the US. Uh, the sensei came from Japan. He was an all Japan champion. Um, his name is Chuzo Kotaka, and he's been my sensei ever since. So I was just lucky to, you know, first shot to, to land with a, a really incredible sensei. Uh, from there, I stayed with with him, you know, until, uh, you know, through my my teens and into my early adulthood, I won my world championships under his, uh, you know, his training. And then um, when I was in my mid 20s, I decided to move to Chicago. So I've been in Chicago since 2007, uh, continued to train and, and start a, my, my own karate business here um in the chicagoland area and so that's what i was up to for the past 15 years um i've left that uh and now i'm i'm doing a, a new project uh where i'm i'm doing a, a martial arts school in the state of montana so lots of lots of moving around um and all all in the world of karate so that's that's what i've been doing you know uh, a two minute um quick run through of what i've been doing in, in throughout throughout my life with when it comes to karate Incredible. All right, we'll, we'll go into more detail about certain parts of that. Um, it's obviously amazing how talented you are, especially being an athlete and doing karate. Um, 
Tell me in more elaborate terms, I guess, the process of the karate journey you've had. Sure. So, you know, in the beginning, it was just a fun thing. But like I said, I had a really incredible sensei who had generations of athletes um, already older than me who were doing national championships and, and things of that nature. So it was kind of embedded in, in my mind at an early age that I would go on to do nationals, wanting to become a national champion. As soon as I went to nationals and saw what was there, I realized that there was something beyond that. There was a world championships or a Pan American championships. So um, I got really excited about the world championships in my early teens. Uh, and so I was, you know, was doing well on the US scene and made the junior national team. And I was able to go to, you know, junior Pan American championships, junior world championships when I was about 14 to 16 years old. So that was really exciting. Um, and then from there, I, I had a very clear idea about the world championships for seniors, and I would be eligible to do that when I was 18. So, you know, I'd have to win nationals and be able to uh, get on the U.S. senior team that would go to the world championships. So that was always on my mind. Uh, like I said, I had people older than me at my dojo who were doing that. So they were kind of the trailblazers for me um, and leading the way. And what I was able to do, though, is once I went to the World Championships, I was able to win it, which was the first, you know, first time for a woman. So um, there had been one male athlete who won back in 1980, and then there was a drought. And then me and my teammate, uh, who I trained with in Hawaii, actually won it the same year in 2002. He's a male, and, and I was the first female. So that was a big, a big step for USA Karate as a whole, that the two of us from our club in Hawaii were able to to um to become world champions wow that's incredible that's just that's just amazing um what what has karate taught you as a person oh my gosh um i mean i i owe so much of of my work ethic and and drive in life to karate um you know just at a very young age the discipline that it instills in you just you know always pushing your body just a little bit more than you think you can. Um, you know, there is that like very uh, rigidness, almost militaristic element to it. And so for, for some people it's, they don't like it. And for others, it works really well. It just, it really, you know, forges a strong mind, um, allows you to do more than you think you can do. So, you know, imagine those, those punches and kicks that you see in the movies, you know, if you just do that, that repetition over and over again, it really, pushes you to to you know beyond what you think you can do and 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 i've been able to carry that into other things in life so you know not only physical things like just just being able to to accomplish something if i set my mind to it um and karate has kind of been that base for me you know if i could do it in karate i can do it in other things and that, that doesn't always make sense but that's how my mind works is that if i, if I was able to do it in karate i'm able to do it in, in other aspects of life Tremendous. What's been, what's the best piece of advice you've received? I'm sorry? What's the best piece of advice you've received? Oh my goodness. Best piece of advice I've received. Um, I guess it would be from my dad. My dad always has is you know, full of advice, <laughs> um, uh, not to quit. And, you know, I mean, that it, it taken into context, not to quit, like when you believe in something, when you believe that you can do it and, and you know that, you know, don't be deterred by people telling you you can't do something um, by trying to, you know, 
um, discourage you from from giving it your all. So if you know you're destined to do something, you have the opportunity to do it, then never give up and and go all the way with it. Awesome. What for younger the younger generation and people that are interested in taking up karate that are listening. What um, advice would you give them, and what would you suggest a way of obviously going through it in the process? Yeah, so I mean, karate is it's become so um, the the skill level just continues to grow generation by generation. It's one of those sports where it's relatively young um, in the sport aspect of it, and martial arts has been around for generation years, but but sport karate is relatively you know um, young, and so you see the generations just improving tremendously. So you know these these athletes are just getting better and better. And one thing I would suggest to young athletes is to um, to have fun with it. Don't get like so serious, so young and, and so specialized, like maybe do other sports, consider karate as, as a way to improve yourself in other sports as well. So if you're, you know, um, a soccer player or, or some other type of, you know, um, team sports, karate could definitely help you to, um, to enhance your, your skills in that area. It's just, a, it, it, there's a good balance, you know, when you're young to, to do multiple sports. And then when you get to the age of maybe like 16 and older, you can start specializing a little bit more and, and really giving all your effort to, to one sport. Awesome. What, what, I guess, on your professional side from going to karate, what has that really, um, what have you gained from that? Like what, like what have been the, um, I guess, the best things that have come out of that? Yeah, one of the one of the things I always talk about um, that I feel karate has helped is is this like sense of uh, um, being able to lead by example, lead groups of people, and maybe that's not just karate training. That's maybe that is also my experience as a karate instructor. So I started teaching. I started assisting as an assistant instructor at a very young age, like 10 years old, I was already helping, you know, other kids in class. By the time I was like 15 or 16, I was running beginner classes of my own. So I've been teaching karate for a long time. Um, and then, you know, when I moved to Chicago, owning my own martial arts schools, definitely taking that leadership role. And that's really helped me in the business world. Uh, there's a lot of skills that I feel are natural to me at this point that are not natural to other people who have not had that experience. So I'm able to translate that and teach that to others um, and help them with their their position as, as a leader in their company. So if they're a CEO, any type of manager or supervisor, sometimes they need those skills um, to be a better leader. And I can help them with that given my, my karate background. Wonderful. What, tell me about your DVD series. Oh, my DVD series. I did it back in, I did it a while ago, back in 2005. Um, it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun to go to Hollywood and shoot it. Um, but it was a great experience. Uh, and, um, and, and, you know, back when DVDs were <laughs> all the rage, uh, it was, it was, it was a nice, um, you know, like thing to have, like an actual tangible thing to be able to, to, uh, to share with the world. Um, it, you know, it's it's a little bit uh, with the times with with everything being digital in the cloud now a little bit less, you know, um, uh, important or relevant, but uh, I think the the content in it is still good. 
Um, and I, I would love for more people to have access to that content. Um, another thing I'm thinking about in the future is, is having a book, is, is writing a book. That's just another way I can, you know, leave um, my legacy, if you will, or just, you know, share my ideas and my learning with, with others. Um, and that's really like what I'm passionate about is helping other people um, sharing what I've learned and with other people so that it doesn't just stick with me, that it, it can be passed down to others. So that's kind of uh, on my radar for a future project. Yeah, for sure. You're, you're an inspiration, obviously, um, winning and you're a winner. So, yeah, you definitely can offer the younger generation and people that are even interested in just learning um, about the industry and what you've achieved. It's definitely something that I believe you can really help a, a whole generation. With. Um, Thanks. What do you like to do in your spare time? Ooh, spare time. I don't have a lot of spare time. I have two kids <laughs> and my two kids have a lot of activities and things that they are very interested and passionate about. So I do a lot of things with my kids. Um, they, you know, they like arts and crafts. They like, I, they, they like doing, you know, outdoor activities. Um, you know, um, so I'm, I'm doing a lot of things with them. I travel a lot because I, um, I, I, both am a business advisor, which is all, you know, Zoom here in my home office, but I also go to Montana and, um, and work on that, that project with the dojo there. So a lot of traveling. Um, even before that, uh, I traveled for karate. So travel is a big passion of mine. You know, COVID's kind of slowed that down. I'm hoping that we can um, get back to, you know, pre-pandemic uh, levels of, of uh, freedom uh, to travel the world and, and see, uh, see it. And I'd love, as my kids are older now, to bring them with me and, and help them uh, or show them the world and, and let them explore and see it through their eyes. So travel is a huge thing for me. Um, and then also, I guess, because I've traveled so much, I really, and I really, really enjoy food, um, food from around the world. So I try to make it in my own house. I try to explore, like, I, mean, I just, I like to, to try new things, um, when it comes to cuisine. Amazing. Tell me about the Olympic journey. I was watching a video, obviously, of that. And, um, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, so, you know, I have two kids, so I had stopped competing back in 2010, and I thought I was done. I thought I was just going to teach, coach, you know, do that sort of thing. Um, but then karate made it into the Olympic Games in 2020, and may, uh, may, maybe a lot of people don't realize that karate is not in the Olympic Games as a core sport, um, but it was in the Tokyo Games. So I had a great idea back in 2000, um, uh, 16 or 17 that I would make a run at the olympics so after not competing for seven years i decided to start competing again uh and I actually did pretty good in the beginning i won my first us open tournament uh feeling really wow. good and then um a year later i tore my acl and that was the first time i had ever had a major injury ever um so it was a huge blow um so it was a series of setbacks after that but you know i i pushed through recovered got back to be quite honest, didn't feel the same, um, but I pushed through anyway. And uh, and I got on the US team that went for this like last chance qualifier, if you will. It was like the last step to make it to the Olympics. And that was the one that was in Paris and it was supposed to be in uh, May of 2020 and got pushed back to June of 2021. So I did that tournament, but you know, that's where my journey ended. I did not qualify at, at that Paris event. 
Um, but you know, I don't, I don't regret the the process. Um, it's not the storybook ending that I that I thought I would have uh, in terms of the Olympics. But I'm I'm glad that I I did it because I knew myself. I knew that if I just sat back and watched other people try for the Olympics, I would be you know just just feeling awful the entire time and and just you know wanting to get out there and do it myself. So I'm glad I did it. Um, disappointed that I didn't make it, but that's not. You know, really, I can truly say now that it's all said and done, that that wasn't that important. It was more that I did it, that I went through the process. So um, that I did, I, I went through that. Uh, Olympics obviously were this past summer. And then I decided to just stick around for one more championship. It was the world championships in Dubai. So I did that in um, in November. And um, and now I'm now I'm retired again from from karate competition. Well, you've had an incredible journey. You've already won um, many times anyway. So, yeah, yeah, you should be extremely proud. And that just shows the discipline and determination you have as a, a human being for, you know, really pushing through and going. You know, everything is an experience and you learn. So, yeah, it's incredible what you've achieved. Yeah, thank you. Um, and what what is your favourite foods? You said you, you love food. What is your favourite foods? Oh, my gosh. Oh, there's so much good food out there. Um. You know, coming from Hawaii, we're you know, really a melting pot, but we, there's a strong emphasis on really good Asian food. So I, I, I can't decide between, you know, Chinese, Japanese, Korean, like I just I love it all. So um, I, you know, I, I am half Chinese. So growing up, um, you know, and, and having those big, uh, amazing Chinese dinners, seven course dinners, um, I remember that. But then I really love Japanese food. So I don't, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't pick one thing, but Asian food, if I, if I had to, if I had to say one thing, it's Asian food. Well, and you love traveling. Where's, where's your favorite place to travel or favorite places you've been? Oh, that's another good question. I mean, it just depends on what you're looking for. So I really like Japan because, you know, just it, it, there's a lot of excitement. It's that, that kind of mix of like traditional and modern. I really like that. But then again, I, I love going to places like Italy, um, Spain, um, and I really want to uh, explore more. Like, I, you know, I want to see more of the natural beauty in the world. So I'd love to go to Iceland, you know, uh, Norway, um, uh, Alaska, things like that as well. Awesome. What, and you were saying you got current and future projects. What do they look like? Can you share them? Yeah. So, you know, I'm a business advisor, which I really like doing because it, got it gets me out of that karate uh world if you will and i'm able to i'm able to um share my expertise uh doing advising with with small business owners so i work with all different small business owners um you, you know industries all different industries you name it i work with them and it's really fulfilling to to be able to impact them in a positive way um but on the karate side you know i do have the dojo in montana um, that that I'm um, that I'm working on, and, it's, and also I'm part of the World Karate Federation's uh, Athlete Commission. So it's a commission of a handful of athletes from around the world uh, who help you know drive the sport forward. And one of the things I'm tasked with, uh, one of my main projects, is trying to push uh, karate for the LA 2028 Games. So that's a big passion project of mine. I know it's going to be a little bit difficult. 
Um, no one said it was going to be easy, but we would love to see karate in the Olympic Games as a core sport eventually. Um, and this would be one step towards it is to get it back in the games in 2028. So unfortunately, we're not in the games in Paris in 24. Uh, so we'd like to get back in the games in 2028. Well, I'm sure it'll definitely work out with you um, helping facilitate that. Hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you were in again and you could change anything in your life, uh, what would you change? Ooh, I don't like to, like, I, I don't want to say I regret anything. So, um, so I don't have any regrets. Um, if I were to have a different experience, um, hmm. I would like to experience living um, outside the US. That would, that would be a, a really uh, beneficial or, you know, enriching experience for me, I think. At, and probably at a younger age, you know, like in your 20s. Um, I've, all, I've, I've lived in the U.S. my entire life, most of it in Hawaii in the past 15 years in Chicago. So most of my adult life in Chicago. Um, and I would like to, you know, I love traveling, but I've, I've never experienced actually living outside um, uh, of my country. So that would, that would be a really, really cool thing uh, if, I could, if I could do that. Yeah, for sure. Have you been to Australia before? I have. I went to Melbourne in um, 2005 and I loved it. I, I need to go back. I need to go back. I went back. I went there in uh, in like August. I'd love to go back, you know, during your summer months <laughs> and see and see everything and, and explore more than just uh, that one city. Although Melbourne was beautiful. I'd love to see Sydney and, and more of the country. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That's where I am. So yeah, when you come down one Okay. time, we'll catch up. Okay, great. Love it. Where does Alyssa see herself in 10 years' time? Where do I see myself in 10 Yeah, years? where do you see yourself in 10 years' time? Ooh, um, I would love to be continuing to be a difference maker and a driver in the in the sport of karate, um, both at a national level in the U.S. and an international level. You know, it just it, the sport has given so much to me that I'd love to give more back to it. Um, you know, uh, right now it's not what pays the bills. <laughs> Uh, but, um, but it, it is a passion of mine. So if I can make that work, I'd love to continue to give back to, to karate in, in any way I can. Um, I I've always been a, a natural entrepreneur, so I will be doing some sort of business, uh, something in the world of business that that's what I will be doing until the day I die. I probably won't retire in the traditional sense. Um, But uh, but hopefully I won't be working as hard. That that would be nice. Awesome. Sounds like there could be jobs for all of us. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Alyssa, thank you for coming on my podcast. I do appreciate it. Um, you know, you've had an amazing journey. Your, your journey is obviously only going to get better, especially the business side of things. Um, and, yeah, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been great. It's been fun.